everybody. Welcome again to this episode of Horizon Radio. Here with me today, I have Marjorie Burris. She is an HSA at Arlington, Virginia. I just wanted to get you on the air to talk with you a little bit more about the correctional space and how did you get started here? Well, I actually, I've been working in correction for uh, probably almost 15 years now. Um, I started off in corrections at the Rikers Island facility back in New York. That's where I actually learned how to be a nurse and went back to school to be an RN. So I've always had my foot into the correctional world because of just the um, gratification of being able to change, um, make a change in people's health care, even if they are incarcerated. Um, so, so like I said, I've been in the in the um, facility or correctional type setting in the past 15 years, and it's just something. It's a passion of mine. What makes you feel so passionate about it? What are some things that keep you keep you coming back to work? Well, there are several things. One in specific that really um, that just kind of reminds me. Um, and it just didn't just happen here, but even in my time back um, at Rikers, it's just some of the changes, some of the changes that I'm able to make in someone's life while they are incarcerated and while they are not. And just understanding um, how they view us from a medical standpoint um, slash correctional standpoint and being, being able to speak on um, one particular um, scenario that did happen was with the time that I've been with Horizon is we had an inmate that had been here for about four years. He has a very uh, long medical history. He has chronic care. His diagnosis is just a lot to handle. Um, and originally when he got here, he just, you know, did not really share any of, his, of this with the intake nurse. And so slowly but surely he began to pull out some of the items and things that we would have needed to know so we can care for him um, properly in in the medical department. And one of the things that he did do is we were able to develop a rapport with him, kind of understand what he needed um, from a health standpoint, provide a treatment plan. And after two years of being here incarcerated, we were able to kind of turn this gentleman's mind around regarding his actual care, how he needs attention. Um, And one particular day, he was scheduled to um, be released in a couple weeks, and it was like a couple weeks after Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Um, He actually made a call to the radio station on Valentine's Day. to um, He picked the radio station um, person um, on the air as his Valentine and um, actually was able to get in to the call. Um, During the time that he was on the call with with the radio person, they asked him, you know, well, where, you know, where do you live? And he said, well, currently I reside at Arlington County Detention Facility. Um, so that kind of opened up the the interviewer's eyes to like, oh, okay, well, well, thank you so much. But he went on to talk about the changes that has happened to him in the time that he was incarcerated. Um, aside from asking her to be his Valentine. He also decided to give Corizon a shout out and thank him, thank us for really putting him on the right track and helping him understand his disease process and not be afraid of some of the issues and concerns around that disease process to actually speak up. Um, So during the actual radio show, they announced, um, they allowed him to say what he needed to say about the care that he'd received here at Arlington. 
Um, and we were all in ship report during the time that this was happening until we heard the name Horizon. That's when we realized exactly who this in- individual was um, and how proud he was that he received the care here. And he said, you know, if you guys get arrested, get arrested in Arlington County um, <laughs> because Horizon, you know, did a really good job and made me change the way I look at things from a health healthcare standpoint. So that was, to me, rewarding, um, especially with him coming in here, he had he had not want to be cared for. He just did not want to face up with his disease process and thought that his life was going to be over. And for him to be discharged and prior to discharging, give Horizon a shout out makes me and the team feel that job well done. We did what we were supposed to do. That's part of being in healthcare or corrections where we, when you actually get to a point where you feel like you made a, a change in someone's life, is all that we strive for as nurses. So that was one one good thing that that I can share with you um, to show why I decided to go into correctional medicine. That is amazing that he came in and wouldn't take tell the intake nurse much about what was happening with him medically. But after, did you say two years? Two years. Two years. He got on the air and thanked Horizon for everyone mm-hmm. to hear. Wow, mm-hmm. I cannot imagine yeah. the level. Of of, uh, I mean, the excellent level of service your staff provided him. That is that is a great story. Thank you for sharing. I'm sure that does keep you motivated. It does. It does. You know, sometimes people kind of forget about us in the correctional world, but when you kind of hear stories like that, it just reminds you that there is, um, is great work going on here in corrections. I agree. So you mentioned Rikers. How did you, did you start there initially in your career in corrections? I did. I, I was brand new, a brand new licensed practical nurse and someone, you know, pitched it to me and I was living in New York at the time and decided, okay, well, you know, what's wrong with this? I'll go in and do it. Being working with inmates wasn't something that I was a little not familiar with. I mean, I live in New York, um, from Brooklyn, New York. So that kind of environment compared to where I grew up, I, it was nothing that I had not seen that okay. would potentially give me a reason not to apply for the job. Um, I worked there for 10 years. Um, I, I learned a lot about corrections. I learned a lot about medicine. Um, at that time, Horizon had not taken over Rikers Island yet, but they mm-hmm. did once I left. But the current company sent me back to school to get my registered nurse license, my degree. Um, and then I stayed behind two years later working in an infirmary setting so that I can really learn more about um, health care behind, behind uh, bars. Uh, is what they used to refer to as sure. in Rikers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been a pleasure. It's always been um, just grat- gratifying to be able to make that difference. And Rikers Island, you know, I, I learned so much there as an as a professional. I also, you know, but my husband <laughs> behind bars mm-hmm. as well. We both worked for the same company, and we just both decided, okay, this is something that we're going to do together, um, and we're going to sustain and work at Rikers Island and not feel intimidated by what other people thought about why we were working in corrections. Yeah. Um, you get a frown sometimes when they say, when you say to someone, oh, where do you work? Oh, I work in corrections. And they kind of look at you like, well, why would you do that? But this actually gives us an opportunity to speak volumes and speak about the care behind um, uh, bars. And we have a very high rate of patients that do have comorbidities and chronic care issues that are not that are not handled. A lot of these inmates come to jail to get health care. Wow. Um, and so 
if we have them here and we know who they are, um, because we do have lots of frequent flyers, we use that time to educate them, medicate them, and try to get them back on the right um, on the right path with their care before they leave. It's our duty as nurses. It seems like you and your husband probably have a a solid understanding of corrections and probably a similar mindset on what you're doing, you know, as far as your job goes, because it takes a special person or two people in your, especially in your scenario to want to continue to work, especially Rikers Island. You know, I think people hear a lot of myths about that area and especially about correctional health care. Are there any myths that you could debunk for us while we have you here on this call since you've been working for 15 years? I, you know what, I, I, I do believe that everyone has a story and every, everyone has a path. Um, I, too, have grown in this field. Um, I just decided to go back and get my doctorate. And one of the things that I'm working on is really changing the mindset of how we assess our patients, um, minority patients with certain disease criteria in, in prison um, or in jails. And I do think that there's a missing link there. Um, and so with me getting my degree, one of my biggest um, goals is to make sure that anyone who is incarcerated, who are minorities, which is the majority of our population, who are diagnosed with certain diseases, that we know which specific questions to ask them because different cultures require different things um, to be asked during an intake process. And that is one area that I really uh, want to get Horizon involved in and just kind of put that out there that the same kind of questions you would ask, you know, an African-American woman who's mm-hmm. experiencing a heart attack is not the same questions that you would ask a white woman who has cardiac disease. Mm-hmm. Two different things. They have the same diagnosis, but how you pick, peel that apart to figure out that it is actually a cardiovascular issue is different. Um, so that is something that I am working on. And I, I feel like working at Horizon in the years that I've worked in, in um in corrections has really given me a nice opportunity to see some of these things that are not being done. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a passion. And every time I'm talking to someone, whether I'm interviewing someone or telling them about the job that I do, I immediately try to bring down their fears to let them know it's, it's just another hospital. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a place, you know, it's, it's not Alcatraz. It's, mm-hmm. you know, actually care about our patients and you know we see them as patients and the deputies may see them as inmates mm-hmm. but we are our patients as patients because that's what they are um and that kind of gives the person oh okay so there is a world behind bars absolutely <laughs> um so it is our jobs as professionals and healthcare professionals to really spend our time to explain that to people because these people in jail they they get forgotten they get forgotten a lot. Mm-hmm. I can say that. As leaders to help enhance and open up minds and give people an opportunity to really see exactly the kind of work that we do outside of um, the normal medicine, I, I would say. When you're talking with people and telling them more about what you do and how important it is and and how you do feel like you can make a difference, do you offer them any advice on if they were coming to work in correctional health care or do you let them kind of blaze their own path, or how does that work for you? Well, they need to have an idea. You know, mm-hmm. people, and I, I compare the care that we provide here similar to someone working in the ER. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. You never know what you're going to get until it's yeah. in front of you. It's in front of you. Once it comes to you, that's when you need to kind of peel it apart and figure out how to care for it. Um, there aren't that many nurses who are interested in the ER type of setting or a setting that they don't know what's going to come to them until they get there. Some nurses are very, you know, anxious about that. Mm-hmm. But this opportunity, I mean, we see everything, everything that you could think of, we see that in jail. You know, we have inmates that, you know, that got arrested, and had they not got arrested, they would have never found out that they have, you know, a, a really bad disease or mm-hmm. very bad chronic care or heart issue. Um, they, it's, it's a lot. So I think when I open up their minds and kind of give, tell them this is what it's like, you know, giving them a tour of the facility, giving them a broad idea of what we do, how we do it, um, and just safety, the safety issues, because that's one of their biggest things as well. You know, they don't feel like they're going to be safe. Well, once they get past that, then they can understand that everything comes with a, <laughs> with instructions. You just can't walk into a jail and provide care. You have to have that sense of connectivity with the patient. Um, and sometimes they ask me, why are, you, why are you calling the patient a patient? He's an inmate. No, nope, he's a patient. <laughs> Um, whether he's in the ER or whether he's behind bars, he's someone that has a medical issue that I need to help solve um, and help. So I do think that once I do give them the bigger picture and I give them a tour or I give them, you know, a, a day in the life of an administrator or a day in the life of a nurse, they start asking more questions and they want to know what else to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of gives them a window of opportunity to come and experience what we experience. It seems like a lot of nurses or medical professionals that are curious about entering the correctional health healthcare space are nervous about security and safety. And safety is one of Horizon's uh, largest missions is is the protecting both our patients and our you know our employees yep. and our clients. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I have personally been to Baltimore, uh, to a prison in Baltimore, and I was surprised by how vigorous the security process was. And Mm -hmm. I do wish that everybody could understand that's coming in to provide care, that that we're serious about everyone's safety. Yeah. I do think that that is a collaboration, though. Um, I do, you know, aside, I, I'm a contractor. We mm-hmm. are a contractor here for the, for the, for the jails of the county. And it is our job um, to collaborate and work with um, the sheriff department. Um, it's, there's no way I can provide the care that I need for a patient without making sure that security has my back mm-hmm. or you know, is present. And I think Developing that rapport, understanding what it takes to actually keep you protected is, number one, important. The other thing I think is important is once you understand the process of operation that all teams are playing, then it's easier for you to kind of facilitate and provide the care that you need. Um, That's one thing that we, we strive for here at Arlington. We have a great rapport with the sheriff department. And it's really more when you first, when I first got here, you know, yes, we are, have a contract, we're a contractor and we're, you know, getting paid or contracted to do X, Y, and Z. But mm-hmm. before any of that can get done, a rapport has to be built. And I can tell you none of the things and none of the efforts that we have put in place, we could not have done it without collaborating with the sheriff department, the kitchen, food services, security, you know, intake, even, even the, the hospital, VHC, VHC, the hospital that we work with, and the EMS. 
that comes and gets our patients. Like we all get together and we kind of figure out, okay, what role do you play in this party? What role do you play? And at the end of the day, you can't do one without the other. I agree. Um, I think if everyone understands that, including the nurses and everyone working in the facility, then it's a happy medium. And I, and I think that the inmate sees that I don't have a uniform on, but I'm following the rules. I'm making sure that I stay in the vicinity of a deputy. Mm-hmm. I'm really just letting them know that we are a team. And I think that that has really changed the mindset of some of the inmates that have been admitted here to Arlington. They just see us as one team. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. I think when you lead by example, and and perhaps many of the patients that you treat haven't haven't seen a good definition of what a team looks like. So when you do provide that, uh, you know, working in unison with, like you said, everybody from mm-hmm. uh, the correctional officers, even to the folks that work in the kitchen, I think that speaks volumes about what a true team looks like. So that's that is great to hear. Absolutely. I mean, attitude reflects leadership. And I, I think it, whether it's the leadership of the sheriff, whether it's the leadership of the, sh- of the warden, the mm-hmm. leadership of the director of the kitchen or Corizon, the attitude of my staff, the attitude of the deputies, the, ap- the attitude of the people working in the kitchen or housekeeping, you know, is a reflection of who your leader is. And once the inmate kind of sees that they all work together, mm-hmm. they're speaking the same language. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to come and speak to an inmate without having a deputy present. And if there is something, a miscommunication, you know, having that one-on-one conversation with the inmate, I think is important. And that is something that we, we really, really work hard to maintain here at Arlington. Um, and, and I think that's what sets, I believe that that's what sets us apart from other jails and other um, facilities. It sounds like you and your team have a really good thing going. And I think employees like you are few and far between really in any space. So thank you so much for your, for your good service and for the service of your team. It seems like your group is really making a difference. And I'm very happy to say that I work with someone like you. We are. Thank you so much. That was very nice. Thank you, Marjorie. I mean, it was, it was wonderful. It's wonderful to hear what you're doing and congrats on your doctorate, uh, working towards your doctorate you. degree. That is amazing. Yeah, that's a we, path. <laughs> <laughs> and we do appreciate all of your insight and your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. Bye, Marjorie. Bye-bye. Tune in next week for another episode of Horizon Radio.